Treasure Island, The Old Seaman, Part 1, Square, Trelawney, Dr. Livesey, and my other friends have asked me more than once to write down the story of Treasure Island and our adventures. So I take up my pen in the year 17 and go back to the days of my father and the inn called Admiral Benbow. My father owned the inn, but few travelers came to stay with us, and he did not make much money. He was not in very good health at that time, and this is added to our troubles. The arrival of the old seaman made everything worse. I remember that day clearly. The old seaman walked heavily to the inn door. Behind him followed his great sea chest in a handcart. He was tall, strong and heavy. His rough hands were full of scars and had black broken nails. There was an ugly scar from a sword cut on his cheek. I remember him looking round the inlet, whistling to himself and singing an old sea song. He sang it so often afterwards. Fifteen men on the dead chest, yo-ho-ho, and a bottle of rum. As soon as he entered our parlor, he shouted for a bottle of rum, and when my father brought it to him, he drank it from slowly. I will stay here for a few days, he said. I'm a simple man. I only want rum and plain food and watch the ships go by. Oh, you want to know my name? You can call me Captain. He threw down three, four gold pieces. You can tell me when another payment is due, he said, looking as fierce as commander. His speech was rough and his clothes were stained. He was a fierce man and I thought he had once peered the captain of a ship. All day he stayed near the shore, looking out to sea through a telescope. All evening he sat in the front of the room of the inn, next to the fire, drinking rum and water. Every day when he came back from his walk, he asked, Has any seamen passed by along the road? When any sailor stayed at the, at the inn, he was as silent as a mouse. He took me aside one day and said, A silver fourpenny for you on the first of every month, my boy. If you keep your eye open for a seaman with one leg and tell me once you see him. The fear of this one-legged man troubled my dreams on stormy nights when the wind blew and the waves roared along the inlet this one-legged man appeared to me in many frightening forms in my worst dreams he followed me over fence and ditch altogether i'm afraid i paid dearly for my monthly fourpenny every day after a good deal of rum and water he sat and sang his wild sea songs Sometimes he forced all the trembling company to hear his stories. 
The stories were about hangings, killings, storms and fights and wild happenings and places on the Spanish sea. They said he has lived all his life among the most wicked men upon the sea. The captain stayed on week after week until all his money with his with my father was used up. My father was not bold enough to ask the captain for payment. Once he got up enough courage to ask, but the captain blew through his nose very loudly and looked at him very hard, and my poor father left the room at once. Perhaps the terror of the old man speeded up my father's early death. My father's health got worse and worse. Late one afternoon, Dr. Lipsy came to see him. After the doctor had dinner, he went into the parlor to smoke a pipe. I followed him in. How different the neat, bright and pleasant doctor was from his dirty, heavy and rude pirate. Suddenly the captain began to sing his familiar song, Fifteen Men on the Dead Man's Chest, Yo Ho Ho, and a bottle of rum. Drink and the devil had done for the rest, Yo Ho Ho, and a bottle of rum. Dr. Levesay did not seem to hear the song. The captain struck the table with his hand, shouted an oath, and said loudly, Silence, there between Turks. I have only one thing to say to you, sir, replied the doctor. If you continue to drink rum, the world will soon be free of dirty scoundrel. The captain turned red with anger. He sprang to his feet, drew out a knife and pointed it at the doctor. Dr. Lipset did not move and said in a calm voice, If you do not put the knife in your pocket at once, you shall hang very soon indeed. I'm not only a doctor, but I'm also a magistrate. The doctor rode away, but the captain kept very quiet that evening and for many evenings after that.